0: And welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Bowage and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book. I do the reviews, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to and hopefully enjoy. Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Uh it's been a while since the last podcast but that doesn't mean we've not been reading. That's true. Uh and also I finished this book about a week ago and this is the first chance we've got to do it. It's very hot here in Berlin today. I just I just started the podcast and I'm already sweating. Normally if by the end of a podcast I can I can get all the way through. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I, I really feel like I've worked <laughs> yeah. for that one. Um, yeah.
1: No, just by now sitting down, you, yeah, like everything is sweaty.
0: 34 degrees today where we mm-hmm. live just outside of Berlin. Tomorrow, 37 degrees. And we're talking Celsius degrees. So yes. uh, it's not like freezing or whatever no, those are. It's very hot. Very, very hot. For, for Fahrenheit people, that's like 100 degrees, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So I've been we've been reading uh, other bits and pieces. Uh, novellas. And I said, hey, maybe we'll do some short um, episodes. In fact, I think the last episode that we did, if I, if I remember rightly, was the was the Psalm for the Wild Robots. Wild uh, Build. Oh, yeah. Yes. Psalm for the Wild Build yeah. um, by Becky Chambers. And uh, Juliana was into it. And I was kind of disappointed by how little I got from it and was, wasn't really a fan of the novella format. However, I went on to read another three novellas since then. <laughs> That's true. I read two more Murderbot series uh, by
1: Martha Wells. My
0: Martha Wells. I so I'm caught up to where I need to now read the novel length story yes. about it. Yes. And I think my reviews on Goodreads were for the for the third one um which is I think Ghost Protocol. Um, or is it Rogue Nation or is it rogue? Fallout I think it's I Fallout know. I think it's a Murderbot series Fallout th- they all have exactly the same names as yeah. the Mission Impossible I don't, movies yeah,
1: I, I was just about to um, say I don't know I don't think it was called Rogue Nation I, but because it, that it, is no it's, it's Rogue Protocol th- and yes.
0: and Ghost Protocol and Rogue so it's just yes. taking words from um, Mission Impossible um, m- movies and then just like <laughs> rearranging them and like oh that's a good enough title you're like you're just taking that words from Mission Impossible movies so I said it's like a novel I said my review of that it's like, it's like a novel, but with just the action bits. Yes. Um, and then the next one, I was like, I think my review of it, it's its just, it's, it's like a novel, but just the hacking bits, because that third <laughs> book is very heavy of hacking. Then I reviewed um the uh the book by Elder Race you read it I saw yes I re- read the read the short, uh, short the novella Elder Race mm-hmm.
1: by Adrian Tchaikovsky Adrian
0: Tchaikovsky. and that weirdly enough is a novella length story which h- felt like it had enough chunky stuff in there to actually be a novel like it felt like yeah. there was enough in there for it to be a proper yeah. novel good but because I recommended
1: you yeah, to yeah, read this really even though you'd previously oh, we'll... read all the novellas should we, do, and...
0: should we do a um uh, an SFBRP mini about that we can do that I'd need to look at some notes about it. Yeah, but we can...
1: Not now, but you know yeah, um, separate episodes
0: so the book that we're going to talk about today oh no Julian had a great way so today it was really hot <laughs> and we were like what food should we have and let's have some so we decided to have some uh, like anti we decided to go like Italian for lunch yeah normally for Italian it, that just means pasta or pizza or something today it meant uh, lemon sorry me- lemon <laughs> melon. melon cantaloupe melon cantaloupe melon melon with um, wrapped in ham yes with uh, oh, so good with uh, olive, olive oil, oil. and balsamic. and oh, we so forgot good. the Rooka that would normally you would normally want to put that on top. We've yeah. got that, and we had some, uh and we had some, uh, some other stuff, olives, yeah, and olives other and bits and pieces, some antipasti stuff. It,
1: it fit the the temperature. Yeah,
0: yeah, very fit the temperature. A few days ago, it wasn't quite so hot, so we actually, Juliana, we were, we were going, oh, what should we eat? And yeah. you were like, let's have, and you said, let's have some, some what do you call it? No, no. What? I don't know how to call okay. it. But
1: first of all, what? I didn't want you to go shopping and I didn't want to go shopping. So oh, right. I was thinking, what is the stuff that we have yeah, in what the can house? We make what can we make? F-
0: and I came up with
1: uh, a recipe. I I heard about a f- certain food, which I haven't had yet. And I yeah. was always intrigued by the eggs that you put in. Yeah. So I think I called it... Shashuka. Sh- shashuka. Shashuka. Which is now actually called shakshuka. Sh-shuka.
0: So uh, so yeah, I made one. I made Shakshuka, It was very nice, very good. We we had the, some of the right um, herbs yeah. and spices and curries. Yeah, we, you put in, in.
1: And ha, raz el hanout.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was just it's one of the perfect. things. That very was just one of the good. things on the YouTube video that I watched to to find <laughs> yeah. it out. But it was funny when we looked it up. I was like, oh, where's that from? And you said, oh, it's Israeli. And when I looked it up on Wikipedia, she it says it's a Maghrebi dish. Yes, Maghrebi. And the Maghreb. I just looked up here. The Maghreb, also known as Northwest Africa, is the western part of North Africa and the Arab world. The region includes Algeria, Libya, Mauritania, also considered part of West Africa, Morocco and Tunisia, the the Maghreb. And I was like, oh, that's funny because the book that I just finished, the main character um, is... Is from that area, and people call him Maghrebi. Oh, right. Um, so they're like, "Hey, Maghrebi," and okay. uh, I mean, the book's set there. Yeah. Um But uh, yeah, so it was quite funny to see. "Oh, Maghreb." Yes, yeah, so of course. The, Ma- the Maghreb, the Maghrebi. Um, of course, I'm going to do some uh, some maybe racist sounding accents. I'm not sure. Either way. So, the book that we're going to review today. Is... We we ate food theme. <laughs> we we had a themed recipe from the other day when we had some shakshuka. Yes, which is like some tomato curry sauce with eggs like poached egg you po- poach the eggs poach in, the egg the sauce. in the sauce it's very good
1: wouldn't say curry in it no no but, but there's
0: you know there's curry bits and spices, pieces spicy,
1: uh, spice, spicy spicy and very nice right, i so just recommended cook cook shakshuka
0: so so the book oh i just realized all these tabs haven't loaded because i restarted the computer so back in 2011 june the 4th 2011 Ooh, so we're talking two days
1: after we met
0: really Yes. Oh yes, of course. Our, our <laughs> anniversary is wow. So this book, this is the book that I just finished reading when Juliana and I had got. We, I was currently reading when Juliana and I went on our first ever date together yes. on the second of June.
1: Absolutely, and that was the date. I knew it. This was it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you are the You were guy. reading, you were reading um,
0: Damon or Demon. Demon. Demon by uh, someone.
1: Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez. That's yeah. what,
0: the book you... And I already read it. So we, it was fun to actually... We could have a... a we. Juliana got a, like a mini science fiction book review podcast <laughs> where I talked to her about my opinions for, for Daniel for Suarez's um, Demon, Damon. Which um, I
1: found very attractive, to be honest. What?
0: That I had an opinion about a book you're y- currently reading? Y- yes. nobody.
1: Really? No, yes. By then, I don't think I could talk about books with any of my friends. Yeah. And actually, like,
0: when we got back, when we actually went into my apartment for the first time, we were like, where are all your books? And I was like, that's a story for another day. Anyway, yeah. so... Um, what was the book you read? So the book that I read was called When Gravity Fails by George Alec Effinger. Okay. Eff- Effinger? Effinger. Yeah, Effinger. Let's say Effinger. George Alec Effinger. And um, this was recommended to me by... The audiobook narrator. It's narrated by Jonathan Davis, who is an audiobook oh. narrator who we talked to, me and Jesse, he, he was a guest on the Science, F- uh, the SFF audio podcast a few times. Yeah. Um, and he's a very, very good audiobook narrator. Like, okay. He's very, very good. Like one of the top, I'd say he's probably up there with my, in my top three, four, five audiobook narrators. Nice. Ever. He's he's really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, in, w- I think on the podcast we asked him, what books are you, you know, what kind of books are you excited about? And he says, oh, I've just done this series. And it's a series of cyberpunk novels set in the in the Maghreb. I think mm. that it's set in Tunisia or Algeria or something like this. It's a fictionalized city. You know, it's like a fictionalized version, 200 years in the future in a city in North Africa, okay. West Africa. And, um, and he says, that's a book I would like you should review. And I reviewed this book. And enjoyed it so much. What episode was this? This was episode 128, 128. Mm. <laughs> and I, uh, I gave it four stars, really enjoyed it. And what I did is then used an Audible credit and bought the next book.
1: Okay, what's, in the, the, audiobook. Next, what's the next book? That's
0: the book that I'm reviewing today. Oh, it's, right. called, it's called uh, When Gravity Fails is book one. Book two, A Fire in the Sun. Okay. And, um, and I spent my Audible credit uh, in 2011. On this book? On this book. And you and have. I, and oh, I it's I been hanging I in your yeah. in your library. and I never got around to. The reason I actually listen to this now is because I was like, cause I I was using up Audible credits and things like that, and I, now yeah. I've got like three Audible credits. So I've been using the library app to listen to some audiobooks yes. as well. Yeah. And um and also the Audible free library that the next book we'll review it right, was on the Audible free library, uh the one I'm currently listening to. So so I was like, hey, what, do, what is, are there any books which I were in my library and I never got around to listening to. And of course I started and looked through and I was like, there is one, there is one. So uh, this was one of them. I think there's maybe one or two others over the years that I've, maybe I bought them, started listening to it, didn't really feel it. And forgot about them. Yeah, forgot about Mm. it, didn't ask for a refund. Now it's way too late. Literally 11 years later (laughs) asking for a refund. Um, Yeah, because we've just had our our 11th anniversary of uh, of us uh, being together, so uh, so yeah, I was like, oh, but now is the time. Eleven, so I think this might be the of, on the science fiction science fiction book review podcast. This might be the longest ever gap between me reading the first book in a series and the second <laughs> book of the series. That's fun. Maybe, maybe only um, uh, only the other, only other books of that is the uh, is the Kim Stanley Robinson's Three California series. You know, mm-hmm, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've yeah. now reviewed all of them because earlier this year or late late last year. When it was i actually reviewed the other two books but i actually read them before yes um or i'd read yeah so i'd, I'd read two I'd, I'd read them before either way either way but you didn't review them i hadn't reviewed them but i'd read them before but this might be the longest gap on the science fiction book review podcast of me reading the first book in the series and then getting around to reading the second novel and it's a trilogy. That's cool. Um, oh, one,
1: one question now oh, yeah. regarding this this long gap. Do you think yeah. um, having a long gap like this has an impact on the series, on you and your enjoyment? Well, or? yeah,
0: actually, I could say that. I think that this long gap helped me a bit. Okay. Because the first book sets up this really interesting, like, cyberpunk world. Yeah. It's like moroccan cyberpunk or you know tunisian cyber <laughs> or whatever no again i'm not entirely sure in fact it actually says in the book where the city is but all the characters uh, for, well let me just set it up so a few hundred years in the future mm-hmm. oh and to make this clear this book was written in 1986 no the series is that when gravity fails 1986 a fire in the sun 1989 the exile kiss which is the third book in this series um 1991 so this is like peak cyberpunk era You know when cyberpunk, yeah, like mid to to late eighties, early nineties, when you know all these things. Oh, it's crazy, you know. And then cyberpunk has had various different resurgences and bits and pieces. But this was back pre. This was pre-internet cyberpunk. When you think, Mm -hmm. oh, we've got to get this file from there to there. What's the best way to get this file from there to there (laughs) in this person's head? And you're like, that doesn't. These days, that doesn't make any sense. Why would it be in somebody's head? It would be in somebody's pocket. No, it wouldn't be. somebody's pocket you just send it to them that's the thing like the yeah. infinite so in it it's yeah. pre pre internet world so a few hundred years in the future um the whole world is like broken up into like every nation is split up into like five nations lots of nation statey kind okay. of things okay. lots of uprisings and all that kind of stuff that's around the world and um, the action takes place in the in a city let's just say in tunisia i can't remember exactly where it is or algeria and in this city there is like this um Like a what in my head, it's like a cross between a ghetto and a red light district. So it's like a you know, like oh, there's this is where all the nightclubs are. This is where the night everything happens. But also in this book, it's sort of like a like a it's. I'm not sure if it's ghetto, but there's very much a culture in that place, and the culture is. Weirdly, a mix of cultures from across. Like our main character, um, the uh, married Audran, um, he is from uh, Mauritania. Yeah. I think is yeah, yeah. Mauritania yeah, Mauritania is yeah. the country. Mauritius is the island. So I, yes. I always get the Mauritania. Mauritania, Mauritania. Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's part of Maghreb Yeah. Yeah so he's from there and he's traveled around and or you know, and he's um he's very uh, pleased that his I think his father was French Moroccan or yeah. or like partly French and there's lots of different mixes of people yeah. that are, that are in this in this one place it's called the Boudihem the oh. Boudihem is this um district and okay. i was thinking oh it's like a red light district/ghetto slash ghetto where all these things and then and then i looked up on um, George Alec Effinger's um, uh, Wikipedia page and I literally just read this now after I made my notes the novels are in fact set in a, in a thinly veiled version of the French Quarter of New Orleans so oh. it is it is that kind of thing you know the, the French Quarter being like a street like one main street yeah. with all the clubs on it and there's kind of like it, it's a uh, you know. so
1: it, the things happen in the back in the back behind in or in the street
0: yeah yeah yeah. All this, the, uh, most well put it this way in the first book most of the action was happening in this on the one street and the Buddhaim. okay and um, so yeah what? Was, where was I building up to oh yeah so a few hundred years in the future so uh, so the that's technology. all of the first
1: book that all happens in the first yeah, book
0: yeah all this well it's the setup for the second book is exactly yeah. the same as the first book so let me just bring up my notes here because like the science fictiony bits you have these things called moddies which are like these modified, like Brain modification hacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a, the certain jack, you know it's like it's yeah. a cyberpunky stuff. Yeah. So you have got this jack in the back of your head, mm. and you can plug plug, plug in, in. moddies and daddies the the or the daddy the data files the daddies yeah. uh, the daddies and Dat- the, um, they can allow you to have different skills. Like, oh, I need to speak oh. a different language. Right. I can you put plug in it. this thing, and then you have the skill or the data to be able to speak a different language.
1: So, like. Literally, as in the like in the Matrix, where you yeah, put yeah. In it in and then in, you like, say, "I want to download this thing," and yeah, then but no, you can You do don't
0: it. download it, and then you know it. You only have that skill, or you only have that knowledge when you're plugged in. Yes, like you don't oh, remember. Oh, okay. You don't. You don't plug it in, download the skill, and take it out again. No, you've got to. You've got to be jacked into that thing all the time okay. to be able to speak. In this case, English, because everyone speaks um, uh, Arabic. Yeah. until like or some French? Americans. Yeah, there's a few French characters, but like, uh, yeah, there's there's some American turns up, and in and everyone who he doesn't speak Arabic, so of course not. But then he has to have like plugged in, like so when Morid speaks to him in especially in this book because in the first book he actually had these things he got these plugs put into him mm-hmm. and um, and the moddies are these things where you can load in other people's personalities that have been recorded from them oh and okay and so throughout this book there's this uh, there's these different like abilities like the daddies he's got this pain blocker daddy so when he gets injured he puts this thing in and then he's like oh I- I'm actually okay and he's not okay <laughs> he's completely <laughs> fucked up he should be in hospital but yeah. because he's got this pain blocker in and then he takes the pain blocker and he's immediately like oh no give me all the give me all the drugs Hmm. all of the drugs Mm -hmm. so this book is infused with data jacking and moddies and so oh and the the, uh, personality modifications are quite Cool is that they got these different... He goes to this shop in the Bodhuyama and there's the- he can go, oh, I need this kind of thing. Like, I'm being signed up to work for the police in this novel. Mm. And so he says, oh, I need... Do you have any police modifications? So he puts them in and suddenly uh, he's like, oh, I've-, I've got the character of the police. But these are character-based. They're not actually skill-based. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, so he can plug in that. And there's another one called Sage Counselor where you plug it in and then you have the thoughts of another person and there's this religious one that you put in as well and weirdly in this book he kind of starts finding religion in a way or like appreciating religion by plugging in a personality which believes in religion I'm not sure exactly there's also um, these one was called Meaty Max and they're like oh like these two guys are like oh we're going into this action say give me let me wear Meaty Max it's like no I'm having Meaty Max Meaty Max is the character that you need because then you can go in and you're suddenly the tough guy and people don't want to pick on you and things
1: so It's a Little bit like you're putting on a costume, and then that uh, gives you like a kind of plus not placebo effect kind of thing, but you yet you then feel
0: yeah,
1: uh, you're more you're more um, you know, uh, you feel stronger, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, People treat you differently when you've got a different character, that's fine. So, yeah, you switch these. So, this is like the main one of the main science fiction y kind of things in the book. Now, all of this was introduced in the first novel, yeah. And it was good to find out. Now, the second novel doesn't really introduce a lot more science fictiony, cyberpunky stuff. There is a little, few bits and pieces here and there, and like the history of the world and the different things, the, the way the world works is kind of fleshed out a bit more in this novel. Yeah, um, a bit more to do with like computery stuff, data collection, data sets, and this kind of things. Okay. Um, so I think what you're talking about, like, does the gap help? I think the gap does help because in this, in the first novel. Um, Madrid. um he gets one of these data he's he's never wanted one of these things in his head but he gets one in his head in fact weirdly enough he gets two in his head he's like one of the only people in the world who actually has two jacks so he can he can have a character and a data you know you can only have a moddy and a daddy at the same time or two daddies (laughs) um so he can actually be plugged in twice over and you know uh, so he has that. So in the first book, it was like building up to that. Then he has that. And the, the twist or the, the that last third of the book where it runs through is him like discovering what it means to have this in his head. Mm-hmm. Now he's addicted to it. And it's more like life with this technology. Yes, what
1: happens if so, you have this?
0: So there's not a huge amount more like there's like so a lot of there's a lot of the characters, are you know, the same characters, a lot yeah. of the situation, the world building is very much the same. So it was actually really fun to return to it okay. And because I have like strong memories or like not of what happens, but like just the world that you're in yeah. in this in this, um, you know. A uh, uh, north african arabic islamic cyberpunk future world it's like really interesting <laughs> yeah. and it's like a there's a murder mystery kind of thing crime novel and the whole thing is, is very kind of like cyberpunk noir yeah you know like oh there's this thing happening and you're the main guy yeah and goes on so yeah i think the break helped me because maybe i would have been a bit dissatisfied like oh there's not a lot of new science fictiony stuff in here You know, like, for example, we watched the um, Altered Carbon kind of thing. And that's a similar thing. Yeah, that came to my head. Yeah, you can switch bodies. In that case, you're like, you're you're putting... Your, your, personality, your personality into, into different uh, bodies body, yeah. whereas this is sort of like your overlaying personalities onto your body you know so but yeah. in there in the second book they just go into space and there's like space adventures yeah. with aliens and then the third book they're sort of like they're on another planet and yeah. it's like oh like a war story another, and you're like oh okay so this really br- you can really branch out with yeah. your main character yeah. and here no branching out it's like it just continues the, where there's some a yeah. lot of the same characters same main character like the same like protagonist mm-hmm. what happens to him next and it picks up and continues on and it was very it was like comfort reading, okay. comfort listening as yeah. an audiobook. I really yeah. enjoyed it, and. Um, uh, um, how how does it Spoilers hold? Spoilers for the end of the oh. review. I really enjoyed this book. <laughs> yeah,
1: on. how does it hold up? Like uh, in 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 the sense of uh, I mean, cyberpunk is always like a, a certain genre of, and this is like you know. Yeah. But in some in some cyberpunk stuff, we have like floppy disk kind of things. No, and no, it some- doesn't hold
0: up at But it doesn't need to because it's yeah. no, it's not our future. Yeah. Okay. And because I think it really helps a lot that it's not even our location. It's not like this is the thing that always annoys me. Well, not annoys me. Sometimes it annoys me with cyberpunk which is like written in the 1980s early 90s and that that, and the internet just hasn't quite hit home enough (laughs) that it means anything yet yeah um oh, the and, significance oh, the significance of the hit home. Yeah. So they're all doing this stuff and the worst examples is sort of like and then he picked up the phone and put it on top of the modem and he did this and he logged in and you're like, you're just describing how the internet worked in nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever, like yeah. before the World Wide Web existed, and I, and there's always an exact there's always an example that comes to mind. I don't remember the name of the book, but it was like, oh, there's somebody who was a killer. It looked like a science fiction book when I bought it from the charity shop. There's a killer, and the killer is finding people on the, the internet. The internet. <laughs> and I read this book in, like, 1998, <laughs> and it had been written in 1993 or 1994. Yeah. And then it was like, ooh, what if, uh, what if someone's murdering someone? like because of the internet you're finding someone on the internet and the i started reading like the first two chapters i was like oh it's like a how-to guide how to get on the internet in 1994 whenever the book was i <laughs> can't remember the name but it's one of those books where i was like oh right that's what it feels to a book to be so dated so quickly yeah you know yeah. now it would probably be quite an interesting book to read like oh that's how the internet <laughs> worked, but in 1998 remembering how the internet worked four years ago it wasn't uh, like be- before wasn't you could the, get the online with thing. aol yeah um so, uh, so it's not... But here's the thing. It, other science fiction books... Or sorry, other cyberpunk books, which are set in San Francisco. Yeah. You're like, ah, that that's like two. like you're, you're using all of the San Francisco stuff or the LA or the New York stuff or whatever like local like where's local to you yeah but this book is set in the in a in a in a nightclub district in 200 years time in the in the Maghreb but like in the yeah. you know in Algeria or whatever like the culture is so different so it doesn't matter that like they miss like the internet's not mentioned it doesn't matter because it's just a different world yeah. like so much of a different world
1: okay now you can only say that because you live here and you live you know you have been to uh san francisco more than you have been to the maghreb but actually that is
0: totally not true no (laughs) no of course not Um. i've been to morocco like four times okay and i've been to i've never been to algeria or libya but yeah i've I've been i've been to so you have other places you
1: you have been to one or two other countries in the maghreb Multiple times. Uh, yeah. I was actually,
0: I realize now I've only been to Morocco. Exactly. And that little bit of Spain that's in, in Morocco, Ceuta or enclave. something like that, a little enclave there yeah. as well. That, that's one of my big regrets because I, I get a video of myself juggling every new country that I go to. <laughs> and I went there, just forgot, just oh, forgot to get a no. juggling video. So, you know, I've got some photos and bits and pieces there, but I just forgot to take the juggling balls out and then just Aww. didn't get a clip. And I'm, that's probably one of the least likely places for me to go. Either way, North Africa. Yes. Been to four or five times. San Francisco been to once Either way Don't worry about it
1: Okay um, But anyway It would be interesting To to, to know if for, for people who live there Or are yeah. French Or um, live in North Africa yeah. Or somewhere near I don't know Because this, it,
0: this was written By someone who lived In New Orleans <laughs> like, there, And he was writing A fictionalised version Of the French Quarter In New Orleans Transposing it across And then bringing The language and culture And religion Like back across like, I, I don't know I don't know anything About an George Alec Effinger And he died like In 2002 or whatever
1: Okay but we don't know why he said it in the Maghreb. Like, know, it's just, it's just like,
0: a really interesting location. Why not? Okay. Like why maybe, not? He was, there. maybe he was. Maybe he. Maybe these people. days it would be a bit weird for like a white American uh Like like a white American science fiction author born in Cleveland, Ohio, to write something which is so specifically with the character, like because I don't know how genuine it is. But then, like I've read many novels written by people set in like London or whatever. By <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not what that's not London. Like, do you know? Have you ever been to you know? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we're not all like Peter F. Hamilton, who all of his characters come from uh, where is it like uh, Rutland, uh, Rutland Water, wherever he lives, <laughs> yeah. or Newcastle, where he yeah, went to Newcastle university. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I live there, and he's like, oh, I yeah. Want this,
1: this, you so, know, on this not bridge. everybody
0: writes about it, exactly what, they're doing, but it makes it rich. Like, this is a re- it, the world building and characters are so rich. Do you yeah. just get a phone call, or you what you're looking? No, at I want
1: oh. to want to see if I can.
0: I'm going to go back to my notes because yes. I'm I'm, t- I'm doing all this thing. Okay, let's go for it. In the Buden Red Light District ghetto area, um, and uh, so the cast of characters. There's there's a lot of returning characters from the first one. What's up?
1: I just looked at uh, pictures from uh, by him. Uh, of, pictures of of,
0: of George uh, Alec Heffinger? Yeah. Was he?
1: Yeah.
0: Just <laughs> he, a guy. He looks like
1: a, like a hippie. <laughs> I don't know. With a moustache. Yeah, he's
0: he's wearing. There's like some eighties some eighties jackets there. Yeah. Um, so uh, either yeah. way, so the cast side the half haj comes back. No, never really know where side the half haj. Not even sure what a half haj is, but like everybody, because it's all gangstery, you know. You got the main mm. big guy, Fre- Friedlander Bay, who's called Papa. He's like our godfather, mm. ma- main boss guy yeah. of the whole area. Lives not. He doesn't live there. He lives like out away from it. But he's like the controlling force. Okay. And then all of his heavies. They've got the twins. Mm. Um, Gojo and Mojo wherever they are some twins <laughs> who are the heavies um, some fun and names. Uh, then you've got uh, the, the, the main big boss rival Abu Ad- Adil um, who is from like the poor part of town but is like the main boss not in the red light district but kind of controls everywhere else. like yeah kind of not quite everywhere else but they but apparently the, the two big bosses have kind of divided the not them not just the city between them but like the world because a lot of it comes down to where their money and their power actually comes from is data sets from failed nations nation states because <laughs> all it's all hacking and stuff like okay. that and they're like oh yeah this failed nation state and then the new government was like oh right what can we sell off no 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 like we don't have any data about any of our citizens oh like we don't have the payrolls we don't know who works for which companies and all that kind Oops. of stuff and these guys are like hmm let me check our archive of <laughs> You know, the Congo or whatever, you know, whatever the, whatever uh, nation has fallen apart. They have like the latest date, like, cause they're all into, you know, they're, they data, um, This is the stuff that comes out in this book. It's sort of like, where do these guys actually get the money? It can't just be from running nightclubs and crime in the city. It's like, actually, no, that's only like 10% of their income. A lot of it comes from like data trading on, you know, of these, you know, data sets that have been hacked out of uh, like computer systems of nation states. Mm. And then later on that nation state has been hacked by someone else. And you're like, oh, shit, no ransomware, whatever. And they're like, ah, if you pay us, we can help you out. We can give Uh you access to our database of your citizens. Good. About five weeks ago and they're like okay we need that data Better right so we'll work for this like that so okay. they didn't just split up the city they actually split up the the like the world or something they're like you know the, with the you, pope you... they actually say that when the pope drew the line down like portugal took one side and spain took the other side but the brazil was like on the other side of it you know like the tip of brazil was on the was on the eastern side of this line so when the portuguese arrived there they could get brazil but every other place in south africa south america that they got to was the other side of the line so that's why that's all Spanish, but there's a bit of Portuguese. Anyway, they actually mentioned okay. that they're like, Oh, it's like, so we drew a line down. So we're not actually rivals. We're like kind of rivals. Like we're at the same level. We're in the same business, but we decided we're never going to fight among ourselves. We're just going to say that's your territory. That's yours, and that's, and my. that's my territory. Okay. So,
1: so let's hope there's not a third party coming in.
0: Uh, there isn't. So um, then you get all these other places. There's Cheggy's place, and Cheggy is kind of like a like the the bar that he would always go to, where the strippers were. In the in the first novel, he's back there as well. In this mm. novel, mm. and there's the the dancers Yasmin, who's the oh also in this book. There's sex changes all over the place. So cool. there's all kinds of people who used to be a man who are now a woman, and mm. some who used to be a woman or are now man. It's it's very fluid. The main love interest in these books is Yasmin, the transsexual um and uh yeah there's again i, I can't think there's a, oh there's in new characters in this book so what happens in the previous book that M- M- morid ordran was like this he's he's like off by himself and he's like the renegade like he's not beholden to any of the big bosses mm. he's just there he's a bit of a scam artist him and saeed the half hajj they get up to japes and things like that
1: so how old is he? Uh, well, 40s let's say oh I guess. okay whatever uh, okay so in my head for some reason he was like in his uh, 20s or something no no, no, no he's no. kind he's of like
0: a, he feels like you know like the, he has to be honest i'm not entirely sure
1: he has experience in life he he, yeah. he, he doesn't just yeah. come in as the new hot uh young let's kid. say he's
0: 35 okay he's not the new hot young guy. so he's there and the first book was pretty much about him thinking that he was like this free agent who can go and do anything that he wanted to do whatever right turns out like he he was only allowed to be that because he was useful for Friedlander Bay and Friedlander Bay being the big boss, mm. and it was okay for him to do all of that kind of stuff. But then later in that book, it's pretty much that that book is. Um, Favors are called in on Morid Ordran <laughs> mm-hmm. by Friedlander Bay, and okay. uh, so yeah. and it's
1: clear that he actually just he works. He,
0: he he now works with and now in this and it's Friedlander Bay who paid for him to get his uh, implants put in and oh, all the surgery okay. for that. Yeah, this second book starts off and Friedlander Bay is pretty much like right. I, I like I'm ill sometimes and I'm I, I need someone to help me run my business. Morid Ordran, you are now my right hand man. So if I'm Oops. not available, you're making decisions, and you also need your own income. I don't want have to do it so i'm now going to buy you and nightclub, and he buys and he buys him Cheggy's place from yeah, like, you yeah, know, in that you know, twist the arm behind the back, buy someone's business even if they don't want to sell. Yeah. And so every, and it turns out everybody now hates him. He was like the popular guy, and now everyone hates uh. him. Because also he he works mm. as the police liaison for yeah. Friedlander Bay in the police. So he's like now the like the agent, like the criminal agent representative in the police force, and the police are giving him jobs to do. <laughs> and and Friedlander so Bay between, is giving he's between the lines he's not between you know he's completely owned by Friedlander Bay and also everybody hates him because he used to hate the police and everyone hates the police now he's working for the police everybody who hates Friedlander Bay he's now Friedlander Bay's man everyone hates him and also it, he realises ah Friedlander Bay is cutting me off from every single person I used to be friends with or could rely on or all my mm. contacts like at the club now I own the club so everybody in the club like the, the person who was my closest contact and the, one, the one, one like the only people who hadn't rejected me yeah. Now reject me because now I own the place where they work and now they resent me for being a boss. And he's a terrible boss. And oh, he's also yeah. a really bad policeman yeah. and he's barely competent, but he is the one who has been like has been chosen for to to work for for whatever reason. For for, for whatever reasons and things like that. Um, And he can't really say no, can he? He can't say no. (laughs) Also, what happens is that he starts looking because he's now access to police files. He starts looking into his own ancestry Uh. and he's like, oh, Friedlander Bay is really interested in me. I think I might, I think Friedlander Bay might be my father this is how the book begins. Like <laughs> okay. f- is, is the reason he cares about me or is, is like plucked me out of obscurity yeah. and also let me get away with it. You know, the whole thing uh-huh. like, Oh, is this going to be a Luke? I am your father moment at the end of this <laughs> yeah. book. And Modran is thinking, oh, I, I, he might be my father. Uh-huh. I I need to talk to him about this. And so he gets back from this trip and goes to talk to, but he, he wants to talk to Friedlander Bay. Hmm. This is the setup for the book. Hmm. And, um, and and there's a, a weird like a woman in the house and they're like oh you don't normally have women in the house it's all like but this woman is a guest of mine she came to me and is saying that her son her son is my son and wants some obviously wants to hold that over me or wants something from me okay you've got to kill this woman for me and um, <laughs> and like, uh, okay he says I can't have people coming here thinking that they can say that someone is my son and then suddenly they have a hold over me saying that they're related to me or connected and I was like oh this is great because that's the conversation that's he what came he here just, to yeah. have and they're like and what do you want to talk to me about son my son and uh, and uh, he's like papa uh, noth- nothing uh, everything's okay don't want to talk to you about. Everything. so there's this weird dynamic hangover, and he's all like I don't want to kill she's just a woman I don't need to kill why should I kill her I've never really killed anyone i mean he did in the first book but like never just been he's never been an assassin he's never been like a hitman yeah. So like mm, maybe i can get someone to kill her and he just keeps putting it up <laughs> it's like and you see he's really terrible at killing people for, for killing someone for someone yes, I mean, as get, you should be he gets given he gets a slave appointed to him someone uh. who used to work for abu, Adel, Ab, Adel, abdul, yeah. abu abdul um and then he's got a slave, and he's like, I'm, I'm not comfortable with a slave. <laughs> and, and, and the slave is like, all right. And he's sort of like, are you here? Like, are you my slave? Or are you Freelander's Bay's slave? And now you're work. Are you working? Like, if I tell you something to do something, are and you going Freelander to Bay to... has told you something to do something different, are you going to do something different? And yeah. he's sort of like, well... I'm your slave," he says. "Yeah, you're not answering. Like so, there's some really great dynamics. And this guy, it's and then the whole rest of the book is him just working out what's going on with okay. the connections. Like, who is his father? Why is this woman there? Why does Friedlander Bay want her to be killed? Like, and then his his own mother turns up. I was just about him, to, fl- like, yeah, yeah. to
1: ask, does he know his own mother? Yeah, he,
0: the the book opens with him visiting his his mother.
1: Can you can you not just ask her about it?
0: Yeah, but she is like this she's um she's a prostitute in a different city oh, and uh, okay. didn't didn't even recognize him when the first, in fact that's a bit of a twist at the first but they, they he's looking for a woman and he finds her and she's like yeah come in like, it's meant to be my day off. I told my pimp I wasn't meant to be fucking anyone today, but come on in. Let's see what you can do. Oh, no. And he's like, Mom. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. shit. Um, so oh, that's how the book begins. I'm like, just giving up. And to be honest, I've given away quite a bit. Not the start of the book. Like, this, this is all the setup for the book the The rest of the book is pretty much like uh like this noirish kind of thing like he's trying to get to the bottom of like what is the history between these two like the two main bad guys like between mm. friedlander bay and abu abdul abu abdul has also got like this his second in command guy mm. and he's now going to be the second in command guy and there's this great scene where they oh, kind where of meet up and they're like <laughs> and he's like hey look we're the next two guys in line, yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Uh-huh. Do you think that we should just like wink, wink? If anything gets a bit weird, it's going to be weird if one of our wink, wink guys get dies off, and then the other one, and then there's going to be mm-hmm. this power imbalance right. and maybe we can just wink, wink. We could just prepare to take <laughs> you know, because Bobby is like, no, no way. Like Again, because <laughs> he is, it, this is the thing that I often hate about cyberpunk, is that there's this the, the, the punk aesthetic in cyber, or the, 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 the punk part, yeah. is people who don't really give a shit don't yeah. care there's like this power vacuum or there's like, there's, or whatever it is like there's I don't, I don't know what to say but like sometimes the punk aspects of this is sort of like people without morality people without guidance people without vision I don't know there's like often I, I kind of bounce off cyberpunk because it's a bit too nihilistic and a bit too I don't know there's just a vibe to it sometimes anarchistic what?
1: anarchistic
0: well not even ana- anarchistic uh, anarchic I guess is anarchic, the word anarchic yeah. um, it's Um, it's more that like just just there's sometimes a vibe to it Mm. which doesn't sit right to me yeah and also often the main character is just a bit apathetic they don't actually want anything they're not actually driven for it to be anything Yeah. and I think what I like about what resonates with this is that our main character is a bit weak is a bit pathetic and it just he keeps being put into situations that he doesn't want to be in like and it kind of works as a character study of someone who is like the reluctant hero and he's like surely this it's because like the only reason this makes sense that is because I'm you know I'm Papa's son like Papa being like the, the, the godfather like yeah. I'm actually the real son. Like Friedlander Bay must be my father, otherwise he like why would he be giving me this responsibility? So the whole book is him literally going, "Ah oh, fuck! I've got I've been neglecting my police work. Let me go and catch up over there. Ah oh, fuck! I've been neglecting this <laughs> the like the club that too, he bought me, and I really hate. Many... And I'm like I need to find someone to run this club for me when yeah. I'm not there. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to run a nightclub. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I need to, like, there's this other thing. What's the Phoenix file? There's some police work in this other thing that I have to do. Ah, oh, fuck, oh, ah, now I've got this slave and I left this, who drove my car somewhere, whatever. And the whole thing is just this big, like, this big circle of him getting behind on his homework and having to catch up with yeah, it. Yeah. And, uh, and then going off, and then they're like, ah, oh, and there's kind of like this romantic thing going over there, and then family trouble when his mother turns up, and like, oh, fuck, now I've got to deal with my mother as well and he does that badly like pretty much he he does everything badly at yeah, least two because, or three because times because because it's
1: too many things he too can't. Many times, yeah. Too many
0: times too many times but on top of this he's putting in different personalities. So when he, when he goes, oh, I've got to put in, what did I call it? Meaty Max and Sage Counselor and these other things and he's putting them in. What What's really good is the whole book is told in um, first person. It's all yeah. first person narrative until he puts in one of the moddies and then it switched to third. Then it switches to third person. So he puts in the thing and it's sort of like, Morita did this because there's this disconnect between uh, what he, he's suddenly like looking. He's like stepped outwards from his own personality and yeah. his own character and he's then kind of like more observing what decisions he's making and it switches from first person narrative to third person narrative Very that's clever. funny it's really well,
1: and, and in my head you could play really fun things about it though that if he puts in these moddy things the moddies, and then he puts in the moddies for the obvious situation yeah and it would have been way more helpful if he would have used them in the different yeah. situation yeah, 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 where yeah. he yeah maybe he actually... should have
0: like done some cross casting yeah, yeah rather yeah, yeah, than yeah. like the, on the nose yes. was it central casting yeah like so uh yeah either way this is all to say that i really enjoyed this book not because the story is great because to be honest sometimes the story story is a little bit oh that's convenient and other things because it's like a mystery like Mm. in at some points he's sort of like this is what you call a shot in the dark it's sort of like how long have you been working for abu abdul (laughs) and they're like and then he's like and then i saw the look on their face is sort of like and that's what you call a shot in the dark you know (laughs) that whole idea of like going hmm, something's fishy here. What do I do if I just ask them flat out yeah. if they're they like an agent? And there's a few times when he does that. And, and it's kind of disappointing that one of the main mysteries in the book, which is this really fun um, science fictional idea, which I don't want to talk about on this on this podcast, because this is really what gets down to the meat of it. Like, what is the mystery and what's going on here? Okay. This Phoenix file, which I'll talk to you about after we finish the podcast, because I want to explain it to Yay, you because it's really, really cool. Yeah, I get really to cool. know it. Um Uh, because you're never going to read this novel. I don't Um, think so. uh, So, uh, but yeah, the way he discovers it is he just asks the right person and they're like, oh yeah, it's this. And I'm like, Uh, you could have asked uh, that, but you've been asking everybody else in turn. But why didn't you just ask that person like eight chapters ago?
1: But at least they actually do it and not get nudged by... Uh, an outsider who writes them mm. emails continuously and they're ignoring it mm. but he actually he then asked the questions straight ahead yeah that what, is what more book was that refreshing. like just
0: check your emails i yeah. can't remember what that novel was but um, it was it was super annoying yeah Don't oh remember. it was the it was one of the um uh planet books by M- uh, M- emma uh, newman emma newman yeah it was the, it was the middle oh, yeah, of the, that the after mars? mars no after no. earth Aftermath, yeah, after planetfall the second book in there in that series or the third book whatever one of those yeah. middle ones where it's sort of like yeah you someone has emailed you all of the answers to all of these problems that you have yeah and you just haven't checked your emails yet and what you do is every time that you're going like 15 unanswered emails i'll get to them later 12 unanswered emails so I'm like yeah I'll get to my emails And then at the end of the book He's like read the last emails Like oh here's all the answers That I've been looking for no. uh, Unsatisfying Yes um, Pacing is a bit weird But it, it moves pretty quick Because he, he's moving around Quite a lot How long is this book? Um, I will now go over To the audible page For this book uh, It is 12 hours and 43 minutes So okay. not a not a chunky book It's not like a 20 hour book You know yeah. but like a decent length yeah. book Yeah okay um,
1: And then who wrote it? Did it read George uh, Alec gl-
0: Effinger wrote it
1: uh, No 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 Who read it? Uh,
0: Jonathan Davis. He also read this one. Yeah, he read this one. Yeah, he did the full trilogy. Okay. Um,
1: oh, it's a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was when a long series. When
0: A Fire in the Sun, and The Exile Kiss. And okay. Then, and then uh, he apparently he wrote. He started writing a fourth book, but then he died. Oh. Um. So what? What was next on my notes? Yeah. Uh, the pacing is okay yeah just like a really fun characters and i made a note here it's very funny there's there's a lot of comedy in this a dark comedy mm. and also quite it's kind of interesting to read comedy which is written by like an american but like imagining what the what comedy would be like in the in algeria in a, in a yeah. crime ghetto in algeria in 200 years time mm. so it, it it's kind of Uh, there's funny stuff and also it's full of drugs he's like on drugs most of the time as well of course and it's I don't know some pacing issues towards the end again but there, were, there was some of those in the, fir- in the first book he did all, you know he, it's all going and just ramping up to the final thing and they're like oh now you're going to have these these connections put in take three months out to have surgery and then uh, recover from the surgery okay now the finale of the book go <laughs> and then something a little bit the same of this sort of like, they get to this point and they're like and then we could relax for a few weeks while well, mm-hmm. not him in this case <laughs> but like this other person who was injured could re- like recover for a bit and then do it and you're like ah that would have been better to I don't know ramp up to the finale and then not have a two week break or three week break until we actually get to the finale where yeah. the characters are just going about their lives but it kind of it makes it di- it does make a bit of a difference because he's got a you know in that time where it's sort of like the, 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 the narrative fast forwards a little bit It it, it, it is important that he has time. to go to
1: all the different jobs and clear cle- well, yeah, up he, in the different
0: that's in the point of in the book where he's kind of getting on top of stuff and yeah. he is and he's working better with the police and he's yeah. working better as a right hand man of Freelander Bay and he's working <laughs> (laughs) better as a club owner and he's he's working better as or he's he's a better son and he's a better boss you know all these different things he's got these little bits improvements which is important for you know the end of the book so yeah some pacing issues Funny, dark, great character great character work. Uh but yeah, I I kind of wanted a little bit more. It is like just more of the same, like, mm. oh, next up in this thing. And I think if I was to read the third book, I'd be a bit disappointed if it's just all still set in the <laughs> Buddha gene. Yeah. And it's
1: but it is. It would an, make it, sense that it goes somewhere else.
0: No, but I actually quite like this because what I really disliked about um the movie got The Godfather, and what I really liked about the 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 series Breaking Bad is that The Godfather in the, it's a massive novel like a really chunky novel, but it doesn't matter how long one movie is, it's. It's not long enough For someone to actually be Oh this is a good guy At the end And then they're seduced Into the dark side And in the end of the crime boss And how would you ever believe That the person In the start of the movie Could become the person At the end of the movie In a novel You can do that In a novel series like this You can understand yeah. it Like yeah. oh yeah. this guy There's like some bit of a, a flashback to. There's a little bit more About his history in this Because you know There's some family stuff Going on there mm-hmm. So there's a bit more Of like where Like what he came from You're like oh right Yeah I kind of do understand How somebody can go through These changes and do it And you you definitely see that in the series Breaking Bad. Whereas in The Godfather, it's really annoying that they're like, oh, you're actually going to be the clean son. You're going to be the son who's going to become a senator one day. You know, yeah. that's what they're doing with Michael. Yeah. And then like, mm, we need to do something. He's like, oh, I'll kill him. And you're like, no, no, no. No, wait. no. no, you can't, like, at the start of the movie, be the one to volunteer to kill a guy. Ah. Like, that's not who I want from the person who takes a long, tortured road over to become the reluctant big boss of the Mafia and to become the Godfather, you yeah. know. And that's that's the most annoying thing that like in that book like ah oh, you know I'd seen all these breakdowns of the of the scenes in the movie like oh yeah he's in the bathroom and he's got to kill a guy and he doesn't want to do it and the sound design's really good as the train goes by and it really ramps up in the tension and I was watching it I was like he volunteered to kill this guy like there's no like he's not under he just said ah oh, I'll I'll be the one who kills the guy and like ah oh, I don't like whatever happens in that movie and the whole like all the quotes in that movie where they're like oh Leave the, no, what is it? Leave the gun, take the cannoli or whatever it is, you know. Uh, I was
1: like, I have, like, literally no Yeah, you connection. didn't make it to the end of the movie. I didn't make it. Because after, just,
0: the, after the rape scene oh. and, the woman, and the scene of the man punching his wife, you're like, eh, not into this no, anymore. it's just that. And the no. horse's head, And, the, and the, you know, the, the line, we'll make him an offer he can't refuse. Yes. I always thought that was, in my head, the offer that they were going to make him that he couldn't refuse was going to be something really clever. And it's not like, no, if you say no, we'll kill you. And I was like, oh, that's really annoying. Yeah, that but that's wha- the whole point. Yeah, but I thought it's just these meat headed people like killing everyone until they went at the end of the movie. It's all like, what do we do? we got to come out on top. What we do is we just kill everyone until yeah. we're the only ones left. Yeah. And it really annoys me that like the Godfather is telling the story and everyone holds it up as this amazing movie. And it's about these meat headed criminals of people I don't care about whose solutions are just, ah, oh, what I want you to do is. I got a solution. That, I, we just kill this person. Yeah. I like, ah I wanted yeah. the solution not to be just kill well, everybody but, yeah, until Yeah, but that's
1: the whole point of
0: yeah, in Horses mobsters. head. We leave like the horse's head in someone's bed. Mm. You know, I always imagine that to be a really clever thing. They're like, oh, no, we just there's this uh, there's this person and we're just going to kill his horse because fuck him. And I was like, oh, I thought that was like the culmination of maybe in the novel. All of these things are culminations of funny, like interesting storylines. But in the movie, it's sort of like, oh, meat headed people just being violent and killing people as a solution to everything. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think so. Breaking but... Bad has is it tells the same story of someone who starts off and you're like, mm, is this person okay? What do they want? Mm-hmm. And it kind of gives some real motivation for someone oh, to yeah. go through that. And this book, it's like talk about reluctant hero, they're like you need to kill this person. I don't, I don't know. Oh, no. Can, you've got these other people who are your your meat-headed murderer <laughs> people. Why can't they do the... So it's somebody who is, is I don't know. Really they not is, wanting the job. This is, this is noir, gangster, crime, science fiction, cyberpunk. cyberpunk. It just It just works for me because the character work is good, and it's like just interesting. I don't know. Okay. Like it's not amazing, but it's yeah. interesting and well-written and well-performed as well. Um Jonathan Davies does some really great voice work in this. Um, I'm really impressed.
1: I guess. For some reason, I have in my head that this feels like really something that couldn't be done in our times now. It feels a little racist to have this whole set Yeah, that's
0: kind of what I was trying to get at and before.
1: Stereotypes and stereotypes. No, it's not stereotypes.
0: No. no? it really, it doesn't feel like stereotypes. Okay. Okay. Like if I'd have looked up George Alec Effinger and he wasn't born in Cleveland and it wasn't like a white guy who lived in in uh, you know in in New you know, Orleans, I mainly looked him
1: up because I thought oh, maybe he's a maybe he's a yeah, look, it, a black it, guy is, or like uh, yeah m- mixed but here's heritage. I don't prison. know
0: enough about north african maghreb culture yeah for this to mean and because it's yes. it's really removed it's set 200 years in the future in a cyberpunk world yeah it kind of it works like i don't again if i was to read some science fiction but maybe i should do maybe i should look up some north african science fiction yeah. have i read that i'm not even sure like i've read quite a bit of other Africa, like african africa-based science fiction and, yeah. and stuff written by nigeria some, yeah and... yeah it seems to be all the science fiction i'm reading is out of nigeria <laughs> yeah. um um
1: But yeah, it it feels a bit like this kind of book um, works a bit better because of, I I know it's weird to say this, but for just the the ignorance of the white person, (laughs) you know, because we don't know. Or the things that we do know and think of when we think of M- Maghreb and North yeah. Africa, it plays with that stuff, but I have no further knowledge than the the stuff that I learned in school about it in French class, yeah uh, so it's all the colonial, yeah, white you only have the colonial stuff yeah,
0: so here's the thing let's go, just go back through some of these as well that I just wanted to mention like where like where the people are from look we I read the station eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. And she she was from British Columbia in Canada and then moved to like Toronto and then lived in New York and um, L.A. And she wrote a book about an actor who had come from uh, an island in British Columbia, (laughs) grown up in Toronto (laughs) and then lived in New York. You know, so you're writing what you know about it. But again, that didn't that like, you know, I've been to some of those places, but that didn't really make it any more special or not for me. I'm going down here as well. There's. um, Oh, yeah. Adam Oyaban. Uh, who I read, so he's Scottish and Nigerian. So yeah. bit, he, that was a space book, so it's not yeah. really the same thing. Yoon Ha Lee, Phoenix Extravagant. Yoon Ha Lee is half Korean or something. And yeah. Phoenix Extravagant, which is a book I think we, I stopped reading, I think you got to the end of it. Yeah. That was all based oh, no, I, on. I stopped also. Uh, I you didn't get to the yeah. end either, I can't remember. Don't um, remember. But that was a book based on like magic, like fantasy magic based. In, in the way that I, I read it and it turns out looking at it it felt like you know japan occupied career based science fiction fantasy kind yes. of stuff and that's what it was yeah. and, but it, that didn't work for me any that didn't work for me no, no, as I'm, a setting and things I,
1: I, and i'm not saying it's about what works or not works but i'm saying is that i would not uh feel respectful myself if I now base my story in a different culture
0: which wasn't your own culture my
1: own culture uh that's that's made mainly what I'm talking about yeah no I understand
0: yeah if these days somebody wrote that book Mm. uh, like set in Algeria and they were a white guy from America Mm. I think yeah yeah, maybe it wouldn't even be published. I don't, oh, I don't even don't know. Think like, so. it w- if it did happen, it would come under so much scrutiny. Yeah, that this book doesn't. But weirdly enough, I think this book is just good enough that it kind of skates by those issues in my mind. Like, I know it's performed by Jonathan Davis, who's a white guy from America, and it was written <laughs> by a white guy from America. Yeah. But I think just I know there's something to say about just like a high quality... like a, a quality quality written book, which means I would in this case. I don't mind that it's written by a white guy in America because actually it's based, like I see now, the the, the vibe of it is based in the French Quarter of New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, but you why know what didn't I mean? he
1: base it there then? What do you mean? Oh, he could have just written
0: this... He could have written it there. He could have written about the French Quarter of New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
1: it wouldn't really have changed... No,
0: it would have changed everything. Literally, this book is infused with the religion, the culture, the diets, the accents, all of the different mixtures of people who come Mm. there. Like, there is an American who turns up, Mm -hmm. and they're like... Like America isn't the superpower anymore. you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like they're just it, it just isn't this. Yeah. You know.
1: No, I get it. I get no, it. No, I I understand
0: but- your and I also listening to it now. I was like, you know, I and in reading the book, you know, I was I was more conscious of that definitely. Yes. Like ah yes. oh, yeah, this is weird to read something which is but I, I know it just comes from you can just see the, care in it and even if it isn't accurate Mm. again it's a world which is removed enough from our current situation
1: 200 years yeah if
0: you just say look this is a cyberpunk world 200 years in the future like ah okay that's totally fine that in these other cyberpunk books all of the details of you know where is it we were talking this about this before with um with uh babel 17 no what was it the um Mm, I'm I not I'm gonna know. look it up I'm gonna look it up here mm. What was it called? Nah. Uh, the other one by Samuel R. Delaney And I've lost it Ah oh, well no. Whatever that was You can um, sort
1: by author And yeah, find it Yeah
0: yeah Einstein intersection Not that one Babel 17 Uh, Where did oh, the it Oh it, Nova. Nova Here it is Nova yeah. That was a book And we, we were finding out Where the, the lineage of like In in this book, like in in Euromancer, why is this character from like why do they visit Istanbul <laughs> and why is oh, this yeah. character from Istanbul? It doesn't really make any sense yes. there. And you're like, oh, it's because. And why in, is it called that way? Yeah, and it's because in Nova by Samuel Al Adel- Delaney, they go they go to you know Istanbul because mm. he was on his grand tour of Europe and had visited like Rome and yeah. Athens yeah. and Istanbul. Like he was he was writing as yeah. as he went along, he was like writing his diary at the same time as writing the novel, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then was like oh i'm like on my own you know my own odyssey or no no it was the um uh argonauts wasn't it it was sort of like oh now we're going to yeah. go through the bosphorus and yes. do this thing yeah so there's the re- you know it feels like there's a reason there but like y- you know Samuel R. Delaney was putting in some other cultures in his books or whatever, but you know it's it's, it's a weird cyberpunk. In that case, that nine hundred years in the future, I think you can yeah. you can get away with a lot more when it's not like if this was a a fantasy novel based on whatever you know yeah. Uh, like and it's based on like the culture of the place or like, the, the legends or like oh what was it like to grow up there as a child and then I'm going to infuse yeah. that into my own science fiction yeah. or my own fantasy but it doesn't feel like that what it, what this is this is a cyberpunk noir like crime book <laughs> and that's that's kind of all very American. Yes, and this is like a different setting yeah, yeah. for a very American style of fiction.
1: It it feels a bit like I I have never seen Casablanca or any of the or this this kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, like
0: one hundred percent filmed in the Hollywood studios. It's, yeah, 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 like it's, yeah. it's nothing totally. to do with no, actual no, no. Casablanca. It's,
1: it's a love story. I, I don't know.
0: You've Is never it? seen
1: it. I never seen it. Right. Uh, anyway, we should but should watch this, it sometime. It's this. It's this kind of thing where you, I have in my mind a guy with a with a with a with a hat and the yeah. trench coat and yeah. looking around the corner with a his his cigarette in his hand and then yeah. you know this kind of oh you're,
0: you're talking about Noir stuff yeah yeah. yeah yeah well yeah that's that's less so <laughs> that's not so much Casablanca that's more Maltese Falcon and these other kind okay. of things so <laughs> it
1: comes to my head um, but yeah I mean we don't know
0: you read the um what was the the nigerian science fiction with the with the alien underground and it pops out in uh, different places what was that called you read it as well an it, alien underground yeah, that yeah, pops yeah. out yeah 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 it's it was based in um an alien underground? wormwood you remember wormwood War- the rose sorry rosewater yeah um,
1: Rosewater oh yeah but this is like there's a big cupola and yeah yeah. yeah. but that's written
0: by Tade Thompson who's from yeah. Nigeria and there's some in like sim- some of the similar feeling in that because there there is sort of like oh there's the instead of it's like one street there's this ring city that goes yes. around yeah. and there's sort of like this oh there's kind of like crim it's like a criminal activity at the same time as official activity you know that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff So so yeah there is some various vibes but I don't know
1: but yeah, I feel like it, that felt like somebody who really knew what they were yeah, yeah. writing about. Maybe. Uh, and I could trust it. Yeah.
0: But then there was other, I think it was N.K. Jemisin wrote a book and I, was, I read this entire fantasy book. And then I was like, oh, I should listen to the introduction to it. And she's like, and now I'm going to do fantasy based on Egyptian stuff. And I was like oh okay right okay. And i finished the entire book and hadn't picked up on any of the <laughs> egyptian stuff i was like maybe i've would known that this was meant to be egyptian sci-fi before uh, i started reading it i might have got a bit more out of it oh, for me fantasy. no sorry fantasy because for me it just felt like fantasy like just because she put in some weird names and some oh. different names of gods or whatever like right. i didn't i didn't pick up that it was any it was that the that the fantasy was rooted in a place okay specifically it's just because I, I don't know enough about ancient egyptian names that like i had picked up on like the name references yeah i might have what was it maybe what
1: what what, what, what was it is Let it the, the city we became
0: no nope. no nope. um uh, uh, what did I tell mm-hmm.
1: Luke is now searching his own website. Maybe it was the
0: Killing Moon or the st- yeah. Maybe the Killing Moon. I don't. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, I think it was the Killing Moon. Uh, Luke reviews The Killing Moon by N.K. Jemisin yeah there's not even a pyramid on the front so I didn't even pick it up (laughs) there'd been a pyramid on the front I've been like oh probably something (laughs) Egyptian-y no but there's a few of these books recently where there's been like oh this is a fantasy book set in Mayan culture or something Mexico something something South American and there's a a few of these books have been listed on the uh, on the on the you know, on the Hugo Nebula Award lists. Yeah. And I haven't read them because, like, I'm not actually that interested. Like, for me, a selling point isn't, oh, this person was originally from Mexico and now they're going to write a-, a fantasy story which brings in some of the tales of Mexico. The thing is, I don't have any connections to that. For me, it would be like reading that Egyptian book, not having any connection to Egyptology or the, the like, the legends and the-, the myths of ancient Egypt. Yeah. Like, I- you've got to do the work as the author. You can't let me, like, if... If that's with Western stuff, if that's like, you know, Brothers Grimm or British story. But I had that with the the book Pavana, where you were like, oh, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh, this is all British like folk stories and religious stuff and fairy stuff, which is all in the background of like British culture, but like deep, like deep background. We have sayings that mention these things, you know, and nursery rhymes that mention these things. But
1: But I'm not so much talking about what then you as the reader... Um, what what your connection yeah. to that? there's yeah, the is. author's connection. But yeah. it's the author's connection, and they they know really yeah. what, well, and they res not not respect it in no, a different I, way. But no, totally if you you know,
0: you just... I understand. I understand the nebulous feeling that you're trying yeah. to convey here, and yeah. I'm also trying to talk about other nebulous. <laughs> fe- I'm not saying that you're wrong <laughs> in anything. I'm saying yes, this book written now the author would have to do a lot more work and a lot more explaining. There'll be a lot more questions asked about this and a lot more scrutiny. But what I'm trying to say is that that doesn't mean that when an author writes a story Mm -hmm. which is influenced by their own culture or their own ancestry or their own culture, that it's necessarily good. No, of course not. It also has to be a really good novel for me to actually enjoy it. And a good story. and And Phoenix Extravagant, By Yoon Ha Lee Wasn't good enough (laughs) To get me even interested In like You know uh, uh, Korean folk stories Or folk magic Or Uh, all that kind of stuff That was just
1: not for you It wasn't uh, for for me
0: But 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 it wasn't for me, not because I'm not interested no. in Korean stuff or no. Korean history or the occupation of Korea by Japan or whatever. Yeah. Like, it isn't that. It's much more that it wasn't a good book. Yeah. Like the, the characters were boring and flawed and the story didn't make sense. And the interesting stuff seemed to be happening with and by other people. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And there's other stories which are set in a culture where the thing, you know, like that's why I say rosewater. Like I really enjoyed that because it felt like ah, right. There's stuff going on here which isn't quite making sense to me, but it's reflecting like a like a, a of, like like a Nigerian who's from Nigeria, but then maybe grew up in, uh, you know, grew up in. Uh, um, in britain yeah. and then all of like all the nigerian stuff is reflected through like stories that his parents would tell about yeah. living in the you know and and going out from wherever from the city and going yeah. out to the country you know it felt like there was those connections there yeah yeah you know no, I'm,
1: I'm not saying that that has a correlation to no. the the quality of no, the, the quality book. of the book uh, definitely not yeah. and it's good that you enjoyed this yeah and that um because sometimes you just need to have a. Uh, a fun, relaxed read or read uh, here or yeah. <laughs> whatever. I went back to now reading another Maisie Dobbs book. Maisie
0: Dobbs, because
1: I just
0: up to World War Two in World
1: War Two now of, in of London. Murd- murder the mystery
0: is it? Is, it, is it always murder it's, mystery or what yeah, she's is is is
1: always so solving yeah.
0: things. Well, I you've still got another two Maisie Dobbs books after this, and I've still got yes. one more Moid or Orjan. Here's the thing. Yeah. Do I leave it eleven years to to read and review Another the next 11. book? Let's is this, hear
1: us back in eleven years. Yeah, is this going to be
0: <laughs> is this going to be science fiction book review podcast episode? What are we up to? We're at four ninety one. Is this going to be like episode you know nine forty one? I don't know. Like <laughs> it, it, this is. Um, so do fun. I put it in the diary? Put it
1: in your diary for to read in June. 2033.
0: Yeah. Do I read this in June 2033? <laughs> and here's the next thing. Do I spend an audible credit on it now? Here's yeah, the joke. get it. Is it going to be Leave a joke? Leave it in your Is it going to be the door. joke yeah. that I read this book in 11 years time? Go for it. After spending an audible credit 11 years apart yes to be honest i'm not going to do that no because i'm actually interested i kind of want to read the next book in the series so, i won't read it straight away maybe next year i'll leave it you know because yeah, often a there's bit. a series where i get around to reading the next book a year later and it becomes i like oh last summer i read this book yeah and now the next book in that series yeah so uh yeah so maybe i'll get to it i've been very enthusiastic about this book i'm gonna give it like four stars because okay. it, it might have sounded like a five-star book it isn't a five-star book because oh, it doesn't it, sound quite like a five-star not, What's that? It did not sound no. like a five-star now, book. again, there are some issues with it. It is fun. The character work is good. But it... it a little bit dated but not date, not in a bad way dated no. and the pacing isn't bad in a bad way it's just sort of like overall I thought some of the story was a bit obvious and then the stuff that wasn't obvious it, it should have been obvious in universe it should have been obvious mm. like if this stuff if all this stuff is positive because there's when they explain it and I was like wait that technology has existed this entire time <laughs> or like hey wait <laughs> oh, if, that's, that. <laughs> if that was how the world worked <laughs> like and everybody in the world knows how the world works in that way it's a surprise to me that that's how the world but everybody <laughs> so sometimes it's a little okay. bit uh you know a bit tricky. So we what we talking. Oh an hour, we've gone past an hour.
1: Yeah. I think that's that's good. Four stars. Four stars.
0: The next book I'm going to review is a um an audible exclusive. It's not it's not it's not even a paper book. The only way to read this book is an audible book.
1: Okay. Uh isn't and, the next one we're gonna talk about the Elder Race. Oh
0: maybe we could do an SFBIP short, it's just I'd have yeah. to actually uh um, short one. at least look at the cover, so I remember it yeah so the the audiobook that I'm listening to right now is called Isaac Steele and the forever man by daniel Rigby who's a british comedian um, okay and it's a it's a fun book uh, i'll I'll talk about it on the on the on an upcoming episode good um but uh, yeah, if you want to check that out it's in the audible free library, so if you want to get to that listen to it um it's it's kind of like a um uh like a a satirical it's a it's a bit um of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy okay. satire. So it's like in, a, a typical British Yeah, it's kind of, it's like British British humor. British a bit, humor it's a bit red fiction. dwarf. It's a bit it's a bit Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. It's a bit political in a yeah. funny way. Yeah. Um and but also it's a it's a noir mystery as well. So it's quite fun to okay. have somebody else who's sort <laughs> so of like connected to the police force um solving mystery. So I'll talk about that in the next I haven't finished it yet. I've got like two hours left with the audio. Okay.
1: Okay. Anything else you want
0: to say on this podcast? Yes, I want to
1: say uh, something. This is now the podcast over, so everybody who doesn't want to hear me talk about other things can just now just... What
0: do you mean it's the podcast over?
1: I don't know. We talked about the book. Yeah. And now I want to talk about how I um, yesterday or the day before looked on my Twitter followers oh, right. and noticed like who are these people?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and of course every every, every, every podcast, every, every podcast yeah. you say, yeah go to Instagram and Twitter. We are these people there.
0: Well why don't we say and- it? I'm Luke Burridge on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram and Juliana is at J-U-K-U Berlin. Exactly. then Juliana Kunzenov and- JUKU? And you're like, who's this person? Yeah, but, and then,
1: because because you don't you don't get to know like oh this person started following you on Twitter I, yeah I, I do- get those
0: notifications
1: okay well I maybe there's, there's I just, just a, in the in the app maybe just,
0: I haven't seen those you go to Twitter and you see this little thing this little bell at the bottom yeah. Here it says, Juggle Boy followed you. Oni Toivonen. Oh, Oni. Uh, Circus artist from Finland. Very successful and rich, he says. (laughs) I Um, don't know. But
1: anyway, it just must have passed me by. And then I looked, and there's obviously uh, quite a few SFBIP listeners who follow me. Yeah. Thank you. And you look through Um, some of their
0: bios, and you're like, oh, this person's interesting. And
1: it's it's a really interesting uh, group of people. So I think um, you guys are really interesting out there that I don't know only know that you follow me on Twitter you should follow to be honest uh, I don't tweet that much Courtney
0: Jason followed me president and co-founder author book publicist pop culture yeah so of course I do have some people who follow me Uh, Neil Holtschult Shelter, follow me writer teacher runner revising a novel writing short stories sci-fi fantasy my pitbull ashaya is named after a magic the gathering card haste writing on youtube so yeah like it's i get notifications and if i type on their names i can see who has followed me recently so you should try that out so yes you can also become our friends on goodreads because of course all our friends on goodreads yes. is is mostly mostly science fiction book review podcasts. oh that's what i normally do here we go more, more oh yeah
1: has anybody read this
0: book yes let's have a quick look here uh a fire in the sun and i can see how it's rated 4.2 overall on goodreads.com oh,
1: the layout has changed
0: yeah they've changed the layout on goodreads oh, the, and, it, and it's breaking oh, and me. the
1: oh oh it's all really m- yeah, so much bigger Friends the font has changed
0: yeah more reviews yeah it's so tricky and Ooh. the thing is that now i can't see what what the yeah, it's really difficult uh, because I can't see what the averages of people who follow Friends and ju-
1: following, 29. Yeah,
0: 29 people who have, oh. have rated or reviewed this book. So Tom Rowe, Greg Phillips, Jim Phillips, Ed Redacted have all uh, rated it. Uh, pretty much four, three and four stars by all of those people. Yeah. So let's see Greg Kellogg. I read this when it came out and it was quite memorable. An example of drug-infused cyberpunk. Definitely anti-hero thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoyable and worth reading, but there's a problem. This is Jai Jim Phillips. The plot f- structure follows that of the first book on this example. <laughs> <laughs> the first half is spent wandering around with no real re- direction, and then all at once, order and Audren figure out what the point is supposed to be, and then we watch Audrin stumble towards resolution with an extended hospital visit along the way. <laughs> this is exactly what I was saying <laughs> about it. Okay. And while this is okay in the first book because the reader can enjoy learning about the world, here it just seems much more boring and pointless. This is exactly what I'm talking about with the, the, the pacing and story yeah, issues okay. of this book. Okay. It it's sort of like, oh shit, I'm just following someone around as they explore the world. Oh shit, He found it all out. Hospital visit. <laughs> resolution.
1: Okay, cool. Well, anyway, so you can follow us on Goodreads, yeah, and, uh, suggest books there. Yeah, and also suggest books in the books I would
0: like to see reviewed with chat, thread, discussion on the sfbrp listener group discussion forum on goodreads so just when you sign up for goodreads become my friend become Juliana's friend on goodreads you can find yep. us just by signing. and then go and find the sfbrp listener group not so much chat there this past few weeks but we've nope. been we haven't been busy with the podcast yeah. because i've been i've been reading so many
1: things happening well
0: also i've been reading novellas which yes. i've not been reviewing so True. i've pretty much ticked off all the novellas that i found in the in the berlin library system in the library app. yeah, yeah, that yeah I had. you got
1: yourself a library card yeah.
0: So uh, and, I t- and I ticked off the, the um, novellas That I wanted to get to there mm-hmm. uh, Yeah so the, I've only got two hours left With my next audio work And yeah let's maybe do a, An SFB. be short About The Elder Race Let's do it Because I enjoyed I think, that yeah. Although now I'm saying That I can't actually remember That much about it Like straight away in my head yeah. But I did make some notes good. Thinking that good I might notes. review it. That's <laughs> it from us uh, Oh a long episode Almost an hour and ten minutes Thanks a lot for listening And we'll catch you next time Goodbye